Jesus, I just want to thank you for today. I thank you for each and every soul on this line and even those who couldn't attend. Thank you, Lord, for your continued protection that you continue to watch over us. And we thank you for being the God that you are. You are a wonderful, amazing, magnificent, Heavenly Father. And we give you all the honor, all the praise, all the adoration. I ask, Lord God, that you just have your way today. That, Lord, everything that is discussed today, that your spirit be in this place. I don't ever want to do anything outside of you or without you. So I ask that you just take full control and lead this lesson. Pray that every heart, every mind will be focused on you, be in a position to receive what it is that you have for us today. And I pray, Lord, that we will leave this call with something new to add to our tool belt to continue in our growth and our progress um, in you that our hearts will continue to change, our hearts will continue to draw more towards you. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We love you. We adore you. The enemy has no place in today's call. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So today... um, we're going to talk about stewardship, okay? Stewardship. Um, I'm not sure if everyone knows what a steward is or stewardship is, but when someone says they are a steward or they call somebody a steward, essentially, in the simplest of terms, a steward is someone who manages something. So if you have a job, or if you have a responsibility to, I don't know, take care of your siblings, essentially you are kind of, you are a steward in that sense, okay? Um, and when it comes to the kingdom of God, and it, when, we, when we talk about being a believer, as Christians, it's the heart of God that we are kingdom stewards, okay? So, a definition that I um, got that I absolutely love um, of a kingdom steward is a believer who oversees an expansion of resources God has given at our disposal to manage on God's behalf. Okay, so I'm going to repeat that again. A kingdom steward is a believer who oversees the protection and expansion of resources that God has given at our disposal to manage on his 
Last week when I shared testimony, I talked about uh, perspective for me. That I'm saying a lot of these things that we face in life, being a believer, just literally (laughs) going through experiences, a lot of times it's important that our perspective Um, not a lot of times, as believers, let's, let me do this again. As believers, our perspective should be aligned with God. Okay. With Christ's perspective. Um, and if we think about perspective and we know that we are here on this earth, we didn't ask to be here. We just happened to be here. But we also know that God is in control of of absolutely everything, okay? He's the one who created the heavens, the seas, the trees, the birds. Literally every single thing is His, okay? Without God, we would have absolutely nothing, So if we take into perspective that we are kingdom stewards, people who are managing what God has given to us, that would mean that God is the owner. Okay? If you're anything like me, There are times in your life where you may sit back and think, man, if only I had more of this, only if I had more time, only if I had uh, more resources, I had a car, if I had money, if I had a job. There are all these things that we ask for. But we fail to remember that everything that we currently possess, everything that is currently in our hands, belongs to God. And my question to you is, how are we managing those things? Okay. God has given us life. He's given us things, okay, possessions, and he's given us gifts and talents. So if anybody is taking notes, which I do encourage that you guys are taking notes, um, I definitely want everyone to go away with knowing and remembering the three T's, okay? We manage the three T's. This is what God has given to us at our disposal, which are time, our treasures, and our talent. Okay? Time, treasures, and talent. 
And if we break this down a little bit, I want us to really just kind of think about it because I think it's easy as someone who's already graduated, who's working, it's easy to say, okay, well, I have a car, I've got a job, so I have money. It's easy to list out things that I have. And I think um, it can be a little harder to do so if you're still in school. You know, you haven't graduated. Really, you've got school and family and extracurriculars. And so a lot of times, I think it, it can be very easy for us to think, oh, well, there isn't much. But again, perspective. There is a lot that God has given to us. And I want us to go away today thinking about things in a different way. Okay? Okay. If we think about time, time is every moment that we have life. And even in the midst of, you know, all this COVID-19 stuff, I'm sure if not everyone, most people are starting to realize that life is very, very fickle. We can be here today and gone tomorrow. Right? The Bible says tomorrow is not promised. So every moment that we are breathing, that's time. Let's think about it like that. Okay? And then the question is, how are you using your time? Are you using your time with your family? Are you using your time to read the word of God, to pray? Are you spending your time with close friends? Are you spending your time on Netflix? Are you spending your time playing video games? Time. We have a lot of time. And I think, and again, Um, I love that Ashley said earlier, she's not perfect. Nobody is perfect, right? None of us are perfect. And so, again, if you're anything like me, there are times when you wake up in the morning and then before you know it, it's like 9 p.m. You're like, well, what have I done today? But if you put on a schedule, you realize we have a lot of time on our hands. So how are we managing that time? Okay. Um, treasures. Treasures are our possessions, the things that we own, the things that we have. Now, don't get me wrong, God still owns everything, right? If we are not here tomorrow, nothing goes with us. Clothes, game consoles, <laughs> you name it, nothing goes with us, right? So these possessions belong to God, but they've been given to us to take care of, okay? Some of you guys have been blessed with game consoles. Most of us have been blessed with education. We have to think about education as a possession. If you think about around the world, not everyone has the privilege to be educated, it's a privilege. 
some of us who are of age who've been blessed enough to have a car, right? Some of us who have a job and are making money. These things are treasures. How are we managing those things? Are we giving these things back to God? Right? So let's be thinking about that. Talent. Some of us are gifted with words, speaking, right? Poetry, spoken word. Some of us are voices, singing, music, instruments, artistry, drawing. Some of us have a certain eye. We're able to piece things together that other people wouldn't be able to piece together. Um, certain intellects. These are different gifts that God has given us. Athletics, sports. Some of us are good at cooking. Some of us can serve well. Some of us may know some friends who are just really good listeners. That's all a gift, right? To be able to serve. Some people are really good with technology. Really quick with it. Can pick things up real quick. These are all gifting that God has given us. Um, and when we think about time, treasures, and talents, the three T's, and we ask ourselves, what are we doing with these things? It's important that we remember first and foremost, that these things belong to God, right? And God has given this to us as a steward to manage. If we look back at the definition, there's a believer who oversees the protection of and the expansion of the resources, and these are the resources. He gives us time, treasures, and talents. How are we using these things to grow? Right? People use your education. Apply your education. Um, are you applying your education so that you can um, grow in a field in the future, right? Like a, a career field in the future. Gifts and talents. Are you practicing you're singing, are you practicing your drawing? Are you practicing cooking? Are you really developing your skills in athletics and extracurriculars? All these things. Do we have God in mind when we're doing these things? I can be honest and say, if I'm being completely transparent, most of the time, probably not, right? But as a believer, one who's wants to manage things for God, it's important that we have that perspective. And are we using these things for the glory of God? Are we using for the glory of God? People can sing, but are you doing it for the glory of God?
You may have a car. Are you using that for the glory of God? There are ways um, that we can waste these things as believers. Um, I especially love in the definition it says that these things are placed at our disposal. Well, what that means is we've been given free will. We can do as we please with these things. But God's heart is that we manage it for Him. Okay? If we are not managing these things properly, what makes us think that He'll give us any more? Oh God, I need more time. I'm supposed to be finishing this assignment and I just need more time. If only I had more time. What do you... Man, Lord, if only I had money. What are you doing with the money you got right now? Okay. We need to be asking ourselves these questions. Um... At this time, I'm going to, we're going to go through several scriptures, several passages in the Bible. So first, um, if everyone can turn to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 11. And I'll give you guys a moment. Proverbs chapter 11. And we're going to look at verse 24 to 28. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 to 28. I'm reading from the ESV version, and it says, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Oh, excuse me. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing with, whoever brings blessing will be enriched. And one who waters will himself be watered. The people curse him who holds back grain, but a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. Whoever diligently seeks good, seeks good, seeks favor. But evil comes to him who searches for it. 28. Whoever trusts in his riches will fall. But the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. Okay. 
God, the God that we serve, the God of this Bible, the one and true God, he is a man, a God of principle. Okay. There are things he has put in place that work a certain way. And if we look in this book, which Proverbs is known as like the book of wisdom, right? We see from this scripture here that if you are freely giving, we will receive. And we've known this. We've talked about this. It's a principle of God. But if you hold on to it, you're just going to, it says you suffer want. That means you're always going to want. You're always going to be in want. You're going to always feel like you need something because you're always holding on to it. God loves a cheerful giver. Is what the word says. So if you're taking notes, please put down. If we are stingy with God, he'll be stingy with us. If we are stingy with God, oh, Lord, I made $10 and, you know, I'm supposed to give 10%, which is $1, but you don't want to let go of that $1 to give to him who gave you the $10 to begin with. Principle says, according to the scripture, you're going to only suffer want. You're going to always want to want things. You'll never get what you need or want. Okay. And so that's the principle here. If we freely give, we will receive. If we hold on, we won't get. Um... Since we said in the beginning that God is the owner of everything, if we're holding on to things, he can't trust us with the resources he's provided us, right? Um, And we actually see that in a parable in Matthew with the parable of the talent. So now if everyone can go to Matthew chapter 25, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 30. Matthew 25, 14 to 30. Okay, I'm about to read. So ESV version. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. Okay? I want you guys to think about this in perspective of us 
in our relationship with God and God entrusting us with his property. To one, he gave five talents. To another, two. To another, one. To each according to his ability. God knows what we can and can't handle. There's a scripture that says, well, it's really, it was really a prayer. That he formed us in our mother's womb, right? He knows the count of hair we have on our head. He literally knows everything. The things that he has given onto us, he's given that to us for a reason. Okay? Then he went away. Verse 16. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five more talents. Verse 17. So also, he who had the two talents made two more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Verse 19. Now, after a long time, the master of those whose servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here. I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Over much. Enter into the joy of your master. 22. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two more. 23, his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. 24, he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. Or to everyone who has, who has, will more be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of 
day. Um, my question to you, just looking at this scripture, right, and thinking about the perspective, applying what we're discussing now. First and foremost, had you been these people's boss and they asked for more money, would you give more money to the person? Who would you give more money to? Right? Obviously, the ones who are able to produce more money, they managed it well. They managed it well. But the one that had the one talent didn't. He didn't. And you can see God's heart and how he felt with this. That God expects us to use our gifts, use our talents, use our time, our possessions for him to protect it and to grow it. Okay. Another scripture I'd like us to go to is Malachi. Malachi chapter 1. Actually, it's right before Matthew. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6 to 10. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6 to 10. I wanted us to go over the scripture because um, I think sometimes as human beings in the way that we are, we like to go around things sometimes. We try to push the line as much as possible. It's just kind of human nature, unfortunately. Um, so we just talked about not using our things for the glory of God, right? But this scripture talks about using some things for the glory of God, but it's less than that. Okay? And we'll talk about it some more. But Malachi chapter 1, verse 6 to 10, I'm going to read. A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If then I am a father, where is my honor? Okay? This is God. And if I am a master, where is my fear? Says the Lord of hosts to you, O priests, who despise my name. But you say, how have we despised your name? By offering polluted food upon my altar. But you say, how have we polluted you? By saying that the Lord's table may be despised. When you offer blind animals in sacrifice, is that not evil? And when you offer those that are lame or sick, is that not evil? Present that to your governor. Will he accept you or show you favor, says the Lord of hosts? And now entreat the favor of God that he may be gracious to us. With such a gift from your hand, will he show favor to any of you, says the Lord of hosts? 
Oh, that there were one among you who would shut the doors, that you might not kindle fire on my altar in vain. I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts, and I will not accept an offering from your hand. Okay? I thought this was so, so, so powerful because... Okay, we talk about, okay, let's give our time. Gotta give our, the things that we have to God. So we say, all right, um, I know I woke up this morning and I know I should have given my time to God, but I didn't get a chance to do it. So I'm going to do it at the end of the day. Everything comes up. You're going to do it at the end of the day. At that point, you're sleeping. At that point, you're tired, right? And you're giving God that. Now, if that's the best you can give, Fine. But if you're not giving God your best, He knows it. And essentially, it's a worthless sacrifice. If I'm looking at the scripture here, these people, these priests, at this time, what they did was they made sacrifices to God, but they used animals that were blind, that were sick, pretty much animals that they wouldn't even eat themselves. So it was like, how are you giving me God, the owner of everything, giving him scraps? And that's how we do God a lot of the time without even realizing it. But then we have the audacity to ask God for more stuff. We should think about that. Keep that in mind. Okay. This scripture also says, too, like if you think of those who have jobs, even if you're at school, you have teachers. Teachers, when you're submitting an assignment, certain teachers have certain requirements, right? You're going to follow those requirements because you want that grade. Um, those who have jobs, you're going to do the best job you can possibly do because you want to present that to your boss. Right? So in the scripture, it says, God is saying, how can you give me this? You know, if you were to give that to your earthly boss, they wouldn't even accept it. So how do you think that I'm going to accept this? And I'm God over everything. Okay, so there's one more scripture passage that I want us to go over to read, um, and it's a prayer that David made. Um, it is in First Chronicles. So if everyone can turn to First Chronicles. That's in the Old Testament. First Chronicles chapter 29. First Chronicles chapter 29. Verse 10 to 20. Okay. 
First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 10 to 20. For those who don't know, David, right? I'm talking about David and Goliath, David here. He's known as a man after God's own heart. Despite the mistakes he made, and we know, if you know his story, he's made some grave mistakes. He has his flaws, right? But despite that, he is still known as a man after God's own heart. And this is a prayer that David prays after his kingdom, right? The kingdom of Israel. Um, if you look at a few, I think like one verse before that talks about his people um, willingly give with their whole heart and David rejoices, okay? And so I'm just going to read this prayer because I think it's important that we see the heart of David in this. So, verse 10. says, Therefore, David blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as, a, as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you. And you rule over all. In your hand, in your in your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. But who am I? And what is my people? That we should be able thus to offer willingly for all things come from you and of your own we have given you for we are strangers before you and sojourners sojourners or foreigners as all our fathers were our days on the earth are like a shadow and there is no abiding our time here on earth is temporary Verse 16, O Lord our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a house, for your holy name comes from your hand and is all your own. I know, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. In the uprightness of my heart, I have freely offered all these things. And now I have seen your people who are present here offering freely and joyously to you. O oh Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, keep forever such purposes and thoughts in the hearts of your people and direct their hearts towards you. Grant to Solomon, my son, a whole heart that he may keep your commandments, your testimonies, and your statutes performing all, and that he may build the palace for which I have made provision. Okay. 
So I'm going to go ahead and leave it at that. Um, David had such a relationship with the Lord and his heart was postured in such a right place despite his mistakes in the past that he understood that even though he had all the riches, that he had all the possessions, that everything still belonged to God. And again, still the fact that he made his mistakes, still his heart knew, and you can see in this prayer, that he understood that managing what God had given to him was what God expected. Right? And he pleased God because he understood this concept. So, before I wrap up, I just want to challenge everyone. Very easy for time to fly by. Okay? I am what? I forget how old I am. This is so bad. Going to be 28 soon. And literally almost every other day, I think, how did time fly this quickly? <laughs> like, I just graduated college. What happened? <laughs> okay? Believe me, y'all, when we say this, Olivia, I, Kevin, Bishop, everyone will tell you time flies. And these are great possessions that the Lord has given to us. I challenge everybody, if you are not already doing this, at least, at least once a week, I challenge you guys to reflect on what you have. Reflect on your talents. And even if you don't know what your talents are, ask the Lord. He'll show you. But your time, the things that you have, your education, um, your gifts that you do know that you have. I challenge you guys to reflect and ask yourselves, how am I giving back to God? Tithe. Are you tithing for those who have jobs and are getting allowances or are making some money every now and again? Birthdays, Christmas, whatever. Are you giving back to God? Are you using the things for his glory, for his kingdom, for the expansion of his kingdom? For those who are good with words and poetry, are you guys using it for the glory of God? Those in sports, there's so, every single thing can be used either for the advancement of the kingdom of God or can be used against the kingdom of God. So ask yourselves this. At least once a week, take 15 minutes to yourself and reflect, what has God given to me? What am I doing with it right now? And what could I be doing to give God the glory? Those and donate that. There are all kinds of things, right, you can do. So, um, that is my challenge to everybody, and um, I am going to go ahead and say a 
word of prayer to close out. Um, and also, I guess after that, um, after that, we'll have uh, Kevin unmute us, and then we can maybe, I know time is far spent, so maybe we can go through and see what we've learned, okay? Um, all right, so let's pray. Father, I thank you so much, so, 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 so much for this work. Um, and I pray, Lord God, that you help us as your children, as believers, to better take care of what you've given to us. But Lord God, we don't want to mismanage anything that you've given to us, nor do we want to overlook these things. But God, I just hope that we continue to know and, and, and understand that You have principles, and if we can manage things properly, that means you can trust us with more. Help us with what we have right now. Teach us how to expand and, and grow it for your kingdom's sake. Because your word says that if we're faithful with the little, we'll be faithful with much. If we are not faithful with what we have right now, we won't be faithful with more. So I pray that you help our hearts to posture in the right way and allow us to not take anything that we have for granted because the word says this time here is like a shadow. And in this time of COVID-19, I'm sure we are seeing that more and more prevalent, that we can be gone tomorrow. And I hope, Lord God, that in the end we won't be like that one person with the one talent who just did nothing with what you gave them. But that we can actually apply what we have and use it for your kingdom's sake. We honor you. We love you. We pray that you continue to keep us and protect us. Um, and I pray that our hearts will continue to grow more and more in love with you. Help us with our mindset, our perspective. To remember that you own everything. You own absolutely everything. Nothing belongs to us. Help us to remember that and keep our place. <laughs> we thank you so much. We love you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.